If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This week's episode of the Fangirls Podcast is sponsored by Tax Pros, dedicated to providing a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more at taxpros.com. That's taxprose.com. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and today we are talking all about the highly anticipated Volume 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy. And who better to chat with than our Marvel special correspondent, Melinda. Welcome back, friend. Hello. I'm still crying over this movie. Proceed. Oh, yes. (laughs) Samesies. Samesies. I feel you on multiple levels with this. I'll say it. I was really excited about this movie and then it ended up being my least favorite and it cut me real deep. There was a lot of things I wasn't expecting and I even had some forewarning and I still wasn't mentally prepped for it. You either loved it or you hate it. And that was, there was no in between when it came to any online responses with this movie. I, there was no middle ground and when I even tried to message you about it, I had some, I was very passionate about the subject. <laughs> I'll say that. I had some feelings. We'll dive into that part in the tea later. Before we do that, you got to go to nowhere. I did. I went to nowhere. In the middle yeah. of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, so Marvel announced it on their Instagram account, and it was... An invitation to visit nowhere from Thursday through Saturday, right during Coachella. And I saw it on Friday, like Friday morning, because they posted it Thursday afternoon. Okay. And I thought, what the heck? It's it's a drive, but it wasn't terrible. And we left Saturday afternoon. And when we showed up, it was a building on a dirt lot. So when you get off of the freeway, there was a sign that said, visit nowhere with rocket. And there was an arrow pointing down the street. You drive down to the street and it was a dead end. Like it curved. Okay. And there was a building with only three walls and a roof. And you were able to walk inside the building. And it was decorated with a bunch of movie props and made to look like nowhere from Mm -hmm. the movie. And there were little stations that you were able to walk around and pick up things for the festival. So they were giving out free sunglasses 
with the Guardians movie logo on the frame. Free sunscreen lip balm. They were also handing out bandanas with the Guardians design on it. And they're also giving out little cases with earplugs for the concert. And everything had Guardians logo. So we picked everything up. There was a photo booth at the end where you could take pictures. And unfortunately, it broke right before we got on it. We were the second in line and it broke down. And when they were able to bring it back up, I jumped in and this booth was tiny. When I jumped in, my friend wasn't able to jump in with me because she's very tall. But when it printed out, it was a little photo sheet with a black border and then the Guardians logo in white on it. So that was cute. They did have like a fried food stand and like a little tiny food court next Mm -hmm. to it. And outside of the area, they had the spacesuit costumes that you could take pictures with. Oh, we were there for about an hour. Everyone was super friendly, really nice. It wasn't too hot. So that was that was my weekend. That was my big getting out weekend on that Saturday. I love it. Fun trip to nowhere. What were your initial thoughts on the movie? I am with you that it's not my favorite series. I, my favorite series is you know, Winter Soldier and Thor. But I really enjoyed the first film. Saw the second one. Uh, figured I should go and see the last one. And I didn't know anything about the plot based on what the trailers provided. Because the trailers were very vague. Right. Just knew it was going to be Rocket and something dramatic. But then word got out on social media about how it focused on experimentation. And this is a full-on trigger warning. If you haven't seen it, it does address animal abuse. If you're sensitive to that imagery at all, I suggest y'all don't see it and wait for it to stream online so you can walk away from it if you have yeah. to, if you want, if you really want to see it. But I decided to go anyway, and I couldn't stop thinking about it the whole day. You had messaged me and you said, okay, I heard this is like endgame level and also super emotional and triggering which one is it and I said both yeah <laughs> it's it was both fantastic film but would I watch it again absolutely not <laughs> yeah no like way. okay to show you how emotional it was for me I don't necessarily cry in Marvel movies like the only one I've cried was Wakanda forever and I cried in Guardians 3 only two movies I've ever cried at I was an absolute mess in yeah. Endgame and my anxiety was through the roof with guardians. I needed my emotional support dogs at that point. That's what people, yeah. That's what people were saying. Like they immediately went home and they, they hugged their pets. Yeah. And I remember thinking about the movie when I was going to bed and I started crying as I was falling asleep because it's so traumatic. And I had a white rabbit right, as a pet. And when I saw floor, I immediately sent you a message. I'm like, I'm not going to survive this because it's so sad. But also side note to make things a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. totally random but where the heck did Bucky's arm go like they mention it in the Guardians holiday special oh that's right that she got Bucky's arm for mm-hmm. Rocket as a gift and it hasn't been mentioned since are they even going to address it in Thunderbolts <laughs> or is it just a visual joke like it'll be a throwaway comment like yeah I lost it for like six months and now where I put it yeah and then it was back like oh how but that's a whole other issue. I digress. <laughs> You've got some casting for us. I do. We have Chris Pratt comes back as Peter Quill, aka Star Lord. Bradley Cooper voices Rocket. Palm Clementiev is Mantis. Dave Bautista is Drax. Karen Gillan is Nebula. Vin Diesel voices Groot. 
And Chiguri Iwuji is the high evolutionary. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? I don't know, man. Let me get some tissues, then we can spill it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, again, there is a trigger warning. So be advised. But we're about to spoil it for you. That being said, there were some plot twists that I definitely did not see coming at all uh, in the history of the Guardians of the Galaxy. But what was the biggest plot twist for you? See, I think what's really surprising for me, what I was impressed with, was when Groot and Star-Lord escape the High Evolutionary's spaceship by jumping off the platform, just completely yeets himself. And Groot then grows glider wings and they glide back to the earth safely-ish. Right. I was like, I didn't know he could do that. Anyway, what were yours? What was the, um, what plus was did you notice that I probably was too sad to even recognize? Oh, I know. Well, I'm just going to say I wasn't expecting Rocket to be the focal point of the story or of the movie at all. I knew that there would be like a segment that was probably devoted to him, but he was, he was the movie. The whole movie revolved around his storyline, his past, his present, his future. And I did not see that coming at all. He's always been a great supporting character, but to learn his whole backstory was just like really overwhelming to take in. What were your top three standout moments? I have so many. So at the very end, when Kraglin finally learns how to use the weapon that Yondu left him at the end of the movie and Yondu appears to him and says, use your heart, boy. I'm crying just thinking of that. (laughs) (laughs) Gamora breaking down when she hears Rocket's voice when you know rocket comes back and then so the other character i was impressed with was kruger but he was one of the ravagers on gamora's team and he couldn't use magic and create interdimensional portals and he was the one who used emojis to reflect his behavior okay and i went where is wongers there is a sorcerer using this and he's not (laughs) i was thinking back to she hulk Right. And he's right. not being supervised. So I looked him up and in the comics, he is Dr. Strange's apprentice in the 22nd century and succeeds Strange as Sorcerer Supreme. So then Strange ends up calling himself the Ancient One. Ah, okay. Uh, Dormammu unalives Strange, um, but was eventually defeated by the Guardians, Kruger and Kruger's disciple. So I don't know. He seems like a pretty big character to me, so it'll be interesting to see if he shows up later on in the in the series. Okay, so at the very least, he was an Easter egg. Yes. Okay. My top three standout moments, I can't tell you how, again, this movie cut me real deep. Cut me real deep. But uh, when Rocket meets up with Lila in the afterlife, and but she dropped the line, it was always your story, you just didn't know it yet. And then I'm looking back at the first Guardians. I'm looking back at Endgame. I'm looking at, I'm just like making every mental note where Rocket had a starring slash supporting role. And it was literally all about Rocket and how it built up to this moment. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I was not ready for that one at all. And was it Linda Cardellini who played Lila? voice of Lila give that woman her Oscar right now give her all the things because 
I can't remember the last time, last time I got emotionally, you know, wrecked by an otter, but here we are, you know, <laughs> the next one I would have to say standout moment. And again, completely caught me off guard. Will Poulter, who played Adam Warlock, when he damn near killed off all the Guardians within like the first 10 minutes of the movie. What the heck? I was not ready for that. I was like, oh, oh, we're going to go back and get some Infinity Stones because we're going to we're going to go back in time and make sure this guy doesn't exist like Thanos. <laughs> like, what is going on here? And then this is probably the nicest and most endearing Nebula we're ever going to see. Nebula has come so far in this series. And I've never been so proud of Nebula as Nebula. And again, because this movie was so emotional and with all the triggers, what caught you in your feels? Oh, gosh. The thing that other than the like the meeting point that you had mentioned with oh, the Rocket and his friends in the yeah. afterlife is how they got there. That whole thing where he figures out how to break out of the cages mm-hmm. and the high evolutionary finds him. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, everyone. I'll be fine. This, like I said, this is a very, very triggering movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Baby Rocket was absolutely adorable. And again, you just want to put him in your pocket and and hold him and coddle him and mm-hmm. be like, everything's gonna be okay. You're you're gonna lead the guardians. It's it's all right, friend. You're you've got you've got a great destiny ahead of you. And but just to see those big rocket eyes, absolutely terrified, and to see the anxiety in this. Poor CGI air raccoon. I was, I was not okay. I was, and then (laughs) was it to see Rocket open the cage of baby raccoons? And I was like, oh my God, it's come full circle. Oh man, they are cutting. Oh, oh, I am not okay. (laughs) But also Rocket on Death's door, just on that metal, you know, surgeon's table. And you're just seeing him not doing great. And I was like, okay, we see. Almost all of the Guardians almost go in the first 10 minutes only to get this far. And I'm like, Rocket, bro, your story's not done yet. Come on. I need you to get it together. And just to see him struggling. And I was like, again, CGI raccoon, get it together, self. But I was still not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to know who approved these scenes at Marvel and was like, this will go over great with society. I promise you. No. This will be a hit. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's our last one. <laughs> they don't care about us. James Gunn, he's going out with a bang. No big deal. We'll be able to just walk away from this. No problem. I'm really surprised that Marvel didn't think twice before adding these scenes to the script and not taking into consideration that the Humane Society might be knocking on their door um, box office weekend and be like, excuse me. Hi there. I realize it's a CGI raccoon. But we have feelings and we need to be recognized. We need those feelings recognized right now. That being said, there were some end credit scenes. And maybe I just went into these end credit scenes with higher expectations. But I was like, meh. And while the end of the movie, we we understand the band is breaking up. We understand that this is the end of the Guardians. And thankfully, they all had happy-ish endings and went in their own respective directions. But I mentally prepped after that to be like, all right, last one. That's that's it for the Guardians. And then we go and see Rocket do Guardians 2.0 with a second generation. And I was like, oh, there we go. That's that's not a terrible ending for Rocket. And I was very much okay with that. I don't know. It was okay. 
I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I needed that closure because I thought I already had closure with the ending of the movie, but it just shows that this whole franchise was building up to build up Rocket, not Star-Lord, not Star-Lord and Gamora, you know, not its other supporting actors, but Rocket to me was the star of the show or the whole franchise. And I was just completely oblivious to it. And maybe that's how they wanted it to be. I don't know. But the second end credit scene did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. Well, with the mid credit scene, I looked up who the members were. So it is Rocket, Groot, Cosmo, Adam, Phyla, and Blurp. Mm-hmm. But Phyla is known as Phyla Vell in the comics. And she's they're the daughter of Mar Vell and has held the title of Captain Marvel in the comics. So that's a big deal. And then the thing with the end credit scene, I was one of like three people who laughed in the theater because the newspaper headline says something along the lines of Kevin Bacon abducted by aliens tells all, which was like a, a direct reference to the holiday special. And then we find out that Star-Lord is coming back, which is interesting because Chris Pratt was on camera saying that it will have to be a very special project for him to return to after filming these three Guardian films because he figured volume three was kind of like the the one to end it all. Maybe they'll do a prequel series with a younger Peter Quill and then we'll get to see more Zondu. And now it is time uh, for the spotlight of the week. It's been an interesting ride with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Tax Pros, an award-winning tax firm dedicated to providing their clients with a full range of advanced tax planning and tax resolution services. With three locations in Southern California, Tax Pros is there to meet you where you are, offering phone and video appointments. Learn more or book an appointment today at TaxPros, taxprose.com. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with the following. Marvel Studios, Marvel Entertainment, and Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures. We're just really big fans. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go cry into a pillow. Famesies. Oh, man. We're hooked in our feelings, not on them. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.